another episode of Nova Yeah. I'm Kendall Sanders. And I'm Lily Doninger. And we are so stoked to be back. It was a long time off. It was, it, was, it was hard being away. It was too long, I would argue. Um, for those of you who don't know, last week, Lily and I were set to record on Friday, and we got hit with the plague, bruh. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. And it came out of nowhere. And I think it was so funny because first we saw Company that Thursday together. We saw Company opening night, which was amazing, everyone. Um, and we were both kind of like, oh, there's like a tickle in our throat. <laughs> we're going to go home. We're going to drink some tea and we're going to get some rest and we're going to be fine to record. And then, oh, Unfortunately, man. that was not the reality. Oh, yeah. You like texted me like around the time we were supposed to like go to the studio and you're like, I think we should like rain check or like postpone. And I literally get out of my like groggy nap and I like type perf and then go right back to sleep for like four more hours. And I, I really don't know what was going on with me because I went to the health center for the first time, might I add, hmm. since my time at William & Mary. Um, they were kind. Love it there. Great environment. I got tested for all the tests. <laughs> all the tests. Nothing. Nothing was showing up. For a while, I convinced myself I might have had, like, throat cancer or something because n- I was not able to be diagnosed. But here I am on my antibiotics, on my prescription anti-inflammatories, doing well. That's great. That's great. And i like to report that I'm fine and dandy as well. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to be back. Um, so this episode, we will be talking about Dating, dating, and, re- <laughs> and relationships. Um, and we just want to preface that neither of us are in a relationship right now. We're coaches. We're coaches, and you know what? Coaches don't play. Coaches do not play, indeed. Mm-hmm. And because we're on the sidelines, it gives us better perspective. Yeah, a great viewpoint to, you know, have insight and to give advice. I would say. I agree with that. And something I wanted to, like, kind of, I think a lighthearted way to open up into this topic is Ix. (laughs) The classic example is, like, maybe imagining him chasing the Pong ball while playing, like, (laughs) Pong. Like, that's a classic one that some people are like, haha, ew. It is a classic one. But some of them are just so crazy funny, bro. Like, I remember one time on Twitter, there's this one tweet, and it was like, she got into a car crash with her boyfriend and she said watching his body flail in the crash <laughs> gave her the biggest ick. And I laughed so hard because people, I'm asking you to be with me on this one. Close your eyes and just imagine it. <laughs> I mean, car crashes are serious. They're serious. They're not to be joked about. No, obviously, but obviously, obviously car crashes are not funny. <laughs> but <laughs> his body flailing around. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, it's like stuff like that. And then um, another ick that I have or like have come up with is, okay, you know those like um, wipeout machines sort of like they're like a bouncy house and like <laughs> the red thing that like goes yes. around and you're trying to like avoid getting hit by it. It's that, right? He gets hit, right? He's 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 on it. But he doesn't just fall like a normal person, right? And just go under the thing and like get up he again. Gets he gets stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the machine is just taking his body around and around and he just cannot get off. Like, it's really bad. And people are starting to lose interest. It's no longer, let's help this guy. It's now, this guy could totally help himself. Let's just move on. And just imagine you're the only one left watching him circle and circle. Yeah, I think <laughs> something uh, we on this on our notes document we have like do you really like him or can tying his sho- like can him tying his shoes turn you off? <laughs> and now that I'm like thinking about that, like oh my god, that could totally be an ick. Or like if they have a weird gait. The other day I was like <laughs> I was in the gym. <laughs> um and this guy who I see around all the time and I like had always thought he was kind of cute I saw him walking and the way that he uses his hands to like propel him forward as he (laughs) walks it was gross I couldn't I could no longer see him as cute man yeah gates are very important how you walk hugely important very important you guys tells a lot about a person yeah 
man. So now that we've talked about like what we don't want or what would like definitely turn us away from a person with talking about icks, now we're going to talk about my favorite subject. Well, a subject that I like have a love-hate relationship with and it's manifesting. Mm. Um so for those of you who don't know, my friend and Rivka, my friend Rivka and I, we over the summer were obsessed with manifesting. And I mean Every single time there was an opportunity to manifest, we were there. We did the blue moon ceremony, harvest moon, full moon, new moon, burning sage, burning uh, bay leaves, like anything you can imagine, we were doing it to conjure our dream men. And So wait, let me just clarify here though. Like the manifestations were limited to conjuring the dream <laughs> men? <laughs> yes. And Okay. And another, I think a reason why I, like, have a, like, love-hate relationship with manifesting is because sometimes, like, I feel like people only manifest uh, relationship, job, money, like, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, it serves the purpose, I guess. I guess, you know. You can do whatever you want. I'm not trying to bash people who manifest or that's, like, their practice. But I'm just saying, like, for me, uh, we've got a complicated relationship. So, manifesting, right? Um, and I went through a little witch phase back, in, as one does, as everyone has gone through a little witch phase in their life. <laughs> um, there's this book that I have, and it's like, there's one chapter called like, Conjuring Your Perfect Guy. And what you do is you, you literally, you sit down and you write all the qualities that you want in a partner and like everything you would want like you can get as ideal as you want get specific like dream big like don't you know limit yourself and think oh you know that's not actually going to be something I could find in someone no dream big and then you've got all those qualities down and you give that person a name so that way when you're going out and you're like meeting people and you know out in the dating world you can be like, oh, this person was really nice, but, you know, he's no Chad. Or he's really cool, but, you know, he, he he's not Chad, you know? So it's like, um, it's a gauge. Um, so, so do you, do you have a person? Absolutely. Can you share him with us? <laughs> Funny enough, his name is Gage. Um, <laughs> I thought it was brilliant because, one... I think you should choose a name that you're not going to run across too okay. often. I hear that. Because you don't want to be like, oh, my God, I just literally met Jake. Baby, there are 500 Jakes mm -hmm. within five mile radius of you. You know, it has to be something that's, like, unique that you don't run into on a, like, daily basis. Okay. Um, and I think giving it a name, like, giving him a name, just, like, I don't know. It's better than just, like, I have a list of do's and don'ts and criterias and that's what I have. I think like personifying it makes it more fun and more realistic. Okay, so um I would like to make one. Yes, you should. Should I do that here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like what kind of things go on this list? Like do you so you have what they look like too? You can put what they look like. I personally did not. Okay. Well, these days I'm into brunettes. Okay. So I'm going to say like shaggy brown hair. Okay. As most boys in the world <laughs> are. Um, and then I, I want them to be like passionate, like have a lot of drive, motivation about their own, about whatever they want. Actually, Ooh. no. Run it back, run nope, it back, run it run back. It back. <laughs> not about whatever they want, about some kind of intellectual pursuit, but not one that's like stuck up. If you're... If if you're passionate about accounting, we can't, no. We can't vibe. We cannot vibe. It needs to be something interesting. Mm -hmm. Preferably something that I would also be interested in. That way I don't have to get sick of them talking about it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like, athletic, but not overwhelmingly mm -hmm. so. I don't need a jock. <laughs> um, honest, loyal, only cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what other kinds of things are on your list so like my list is like not really like a bulleted point it's like it's kind of like me just like writing oh so like, it's written it's written like kind of like prose or whatever like what it would be like to be with this person that's beautiful so yeah 
like sit down and like really really think like what would it be like to be with Gage and so my so I think some things that I said was like you know we like laugh until our sides hurt and you know he feels like the warmest summer day and like the most cozy winter night like I you know just get like poetic and get romantic and you don't have to limit yourself in you know being dreamy because you know obviously you're you're trying to set a standard for yourself um I think the only thing that I would say is just like don't be like oh he has to be he has to look exactly like Dylan O'Brien or I will not go for him things like that I hear that I think that's actually a really beautiful practice and I wanted to jump in here and also say that Kendall and I both are um, practitioners of um, the journaled arts (laughs) (laughs) we keep journals and I thought that like I've always thought my journals tried to be a little bit more like introspective and deep not just like here's what went on today here's the boys I'm interested in whatever um and so Kendall so generously generously let me read one of her diary entries one day and all of my work went to shame Kendall writes like freaking (laughs) poetry in her journal and I just there's no comparison but that's a that's a side note. I do think that this would be a very helpful exercise for a lot of our listeners. Yes. And so making like having just just knowing what you want in a person I think is very important because if you don't know what you want, you can go out into the world and you know just take anything. It's you know what I mean? It's like when you go grocery yeah. shopping and you don't have your list or you don't know why you're in the store in the first place, man, you're going to grab that weird vegan ice cream that you think <laughs> looks cool and you're going to try this tea even though you hate tea like you know what i mean so that, I, yeah I'm, let me just say i'm really <laughs> really really impressed with that analogy <laughs> thank you uh, so having knowing what you want is important and i i don't know where i heard this from probably tiktok <laughs> i read it I, I read it in an article um was that what happens what tends to happen is that people think okay i do know what i want you know i do know what i want and don't want in a person um but you're comparing people wrong so you need to have your list and have your standard so you're not comparing um the trash dude that you're with currently to your ex who was an even bigger trash dude you know you no 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 because then you're always just going to pick trash dudes if you constantly just have a standard to compare them to and you're not comparing the people that you've been with to each other i think you know you're gonna find better people that's actually really smart i've never really thought about that Mm -hmm. wow yeah and i think like again that kind of like (laughs) picking trash men comparing them to each other is kind of something that inherently comes with this idea of like hookup culture in college where the the idea is that like you're not really like dating anyone you're just talking to people (laughs) and I mean for the most part you're not even talking to those people you're just like hooking up with people left and right yeah man oh man man oh man so first I would just like to say that we're talking about like standards for a relationship, but I think you should also have very similar and close standards for people that you hook up with. Yeah. Like people that you are just going to have like a one night stand with, or they're just going to be your sneaky leak or whatever, still have to treat you with respect. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing. They still have to treat you with respect. You know, they might not be like Prince Charming or whatever. And that's, if that's something that you're okay with then fine, but they can't be, rude to you and mean to you you know yeah I think I think the idea of hookup culture at college is something we've talked a little bit about I think it's so interesting like because I think like scientifically like in reality I I listened to this book on tape a while ago called Girls and Sex by Peggy Ornstein everyone should check it out Mm -hmm. but basically she like went around to several college campuses and like interviewed all these people about like what their like preferences are what they're like looking for in a relationship or out of a hookup or something and almost every time every single person said that they were not interested in just having like a one night stand with someone or like just a random hookup and Mm -hmm. i do think it's interesting that like 
we propagate these things <laughs> that we don't even necessarily want ourselves. Yes, and that's really interesting because it reminds me of an article. This is a real article, you guys. Like, I had to read it for like, like principles of sociology, like my social class. Um, and it was about it was called the chase. And so it was basically um, a sociologist like was followed like a group of guys and their pre-game ritual of going out. They're college dudes and she interviewed them one on one, but she also interviewed them in, or like observed them in a group. And it was so fascinating. Like she did like the author did preface like that same point, like statistically, a lot of people aren't really looking for a constant like one night stand you know girls don't generally like like that or a vast majority you know aren't interested in that so all right then who are these men who are going out being sluts having sex with if girls you know what i mean Mm -hmm. aren't really statistically interested in that and here's the thing what was so interesting was that they get ready right they're pre-gaming and what they do when they pregame is that they talk about their past sex, like sex capades, and they talk about their past like um, conquerings or whatever, like trying to like you know let everyone know this is who I am, and you know I I've got it. Maybe you don't, but just know that I got it. And so that's what they do. They you know hype each other up, and they go out, um, and it's not even necessarily about like the ultimate goal of sleeping with someone because again we talked about it statistically they usually don't land in bed with someone but watching having their other friends see them flirt and graft and be with a girl that turns them on in itself which is really interesting because i made this comment the other day too like i think it's like even if you're not the one participating in the hookups you are an active participant (laughs) in hookup culture Mm mm-hmm like I just like the whole idea of like us getting ready for like parties and stuff I just think is like hard to be separated from this idea of hookup culture now in college since it's so like endemic like it's all about the chase it is even if you're not the one chasing yes or sometimes being chased um Dang. <laughs> Deep. Was, was that too real that was too was real really for real. us was really real. <laughs> but like seriously so I thought that was just so fascinating and then another practice practice i love that mm-hmm. another practice that they do <laughs> that i thought was very interesting is the wingman situation is very sacred mm. a very sacred and important relationship um and so let's say uh two guys they're going up and one of the guys really likes this girl and she's talking to her friend who he doesn't find as attractive or they both think is like quote unquote uglier so what they'll do is they'll be like all right bro i'm gonna go talk to her her homegirl, and you talk to the ugly friend to distract her. (laughs) No, I'm so serious. And not only was it in the article, but I've, like, seen it multiple times. Like, this is something that men do. So this guy, he's they're chatting or what. They're just doing it to, you know, help out their boys and, like, distract the other girl, you know, so that he can get play. But that dude doesn't give a fuck that she wants to study medicine and then, you know, go to law school or whatever like she doesn't he doesn't care but he's doing it for his boy he's a wingman um so that's like something that's kind of scary to think about like when guys approach you which one are you are you the main pursuit or are you the side quest that they need to distract so you know what I mean right and I feel like honestly just like that lingo too of like needing to distract someone I mean you can (laughs) obviously see where this lands people in like bad situations Mm -hmm. too I think moral of this story is that like you should do what you want to do but like maybe be a little bit pensive before you do it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you have your standard you have your gauge Mm -hmm. um so that when you go out you're not just hooking up with another trash guy to compare to your previous trash guy yeah and i i I think we should like take a moment to talk about the term men are trash Mm -hmm. because honestly this podcast no but yeah we can make anything as deep or as not deep as we want it and i think the term men are trash i've had this like explanation or had this talk with like multiple people men women alike um and on one hand, 
I think it's an expression of frustration of a very real issue that so many women have or so many people who date men have that, you know, these guys are, aren't nice. They're not um, like they were in some past tense day and we can get into were they ever really great or, you know, just like you're basically just venting and having a grievance against the way that you're being treated. And that's valid. And that's where it comes from. I think every, you know, social moray has a little bit of truth to it. Mm-hmm. This is no exception. But I will say I think my critique comes in or where I like sort of take pause is when people just do like, okay, this blanket, men are trash, all men are trash. And then, so then it keeps the standard low. It keeps the bar in hell. Because if Mm. you just think every single guy is a, you know, a lame heartbreaker who could never, ever, ever treat you right and is going to do you dirty eventually down the line, then what's the point of even trying to hold anyone to a standard? So I feel like you have to be careful with that. Like being cognizant and being aware that, yes, this is a real thing that just a lot of people just, you know, have issues with dating men. But at the same time, not letting that stop you from being like, okay, and my bar is still going to be super high and where it needs to be. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I yeah. And I also think like this idea that men are trash and like kind of this blanket statement and like the lower standards might also mean that your effort into the relationship you feel like there's no at some level there's no point in you like trying to be a more communicative person or trying to you know reason through something with your partner because all men are trash Mm -hmm. so what's even the point of of trying at something that might actually be a beneficial beautiful relationship I think it just it 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 lets you slip out of things easier, too. Yeah. And I think that as humans, we are natural. mm, It's natural for us to like participate in sex. Like We've got that down. We know how to do that. But relationships are something that it's a learned Mm -hmm. skill and no one teaches you it. No one. And you just have to do trial and error and be patient and like you know give each other room to make mistakes um but like just learning how to be a better partner for each other and you know i i'm just saying people i know that the bar is in hell i know it's so low that sometimes satan trips over it every now and again but that shouldn't stop you from raising it and it reminds me of the first time that i like brought this up to like these two guys i was talking to and they were like oh men are trash what are you talking about oh fuck you (laughs) and i'm just like whoa guys listen 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 if you find a girl if you are a guy and you're looking for a girl i would say you need to find the girl who thinks men are trash you know who has that like who was in the camp of um being aware of all the issues of the gender when it comes to dating and relationships and treating women, you know, because if you get a girl who's like a pick me girl who, and then for those of you who don't know, a pick me girl is a girl who just wants male validation and will co-sign and just say yes to anything, even if it means throwing her fellow girls under the bus. And she kind of sounds like, oh my gosh, I think it's just so unfair how like girls these days just like don't want to like to clean up after their men like I if I had a husband I would like cook and clean for him and make his bed and like wipe his ass and like you know I would do everything for him that's what a pick me girl sounds like more or less but anyway back to the story if you get with a pick me girl okay she's with you but she could be with anyone because she's a pick me girl and she likes male validation so are you even really that special are you even really that special now if you get with a girl who is like me shameless plug um and who is going to push back and is going to critique and who knows the games you're running you know hey if i'm with you as a person who thinks men are trash that means you're hot shit that means you're not trash that means you're actually excellent excellent treasure think about that bellas okay so then question kendall Mm -hmm. like would you i mean would you say like your past like flings relationships like y- you you still would not classify those men as trash 
Dun, dun, dun. Um, again, I think human beings are very complex people. And I feel like whenever I leave a relationship, the first thing that I want to do is um, have like a succinct, you know, wrapped up sort of summary of that person. So I can move forward being like, okay, this person was X, Y, and Z and wrap it in a pretty little bow and move on. But I realized that that's just such a wasted energy because I don't think you'll ever be able to do that for an entire human being that you had an entire relationship with to be able to succinctly wrap it up in a paragraph or you know a couple words about them. So I wanna say immediately off the bat, no, I don't think they were trash people. Um, I just think um, maybe together, it just didn't fit and that's okay too right and because at some point those people were not incredibly not trash to you and <laughs> yeah. at one point those people were the incredibly special people yes that brought you out of the met all men are trash so is it possible for them to be not trash in one instance and then retrospectively trash <laughs> I love this trash, 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 trash. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think good people can just do bad things. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Or is it? No. But, but yeah. yeah. But, like, I guess, like, back to hookup culture. Mm-mm. So, because we were talking about the chase and all that stuff. I think... Like, I think if you would have asked me, like, six months ago how I felt about hookup culture, I would have launched into this entire, like, rant about how hookup culture does not benefit, like, women. Mm. It just doesn't. And I think I will preface this by saying, honey, you do whatever you want as long as it's safe and healthy and you are communicating what you need and, you know, it's safe and consensual. You hook up with whoever you want. You have sex with as many people as you want. But I will say this. Please, please, please don't purport or go around like promoting to other women, especially younger women, that this is the way mm. to go. Mm-hmm. That, you know, being quote unquote like guys and hooking up like guys and, you know, having these like meaningly off like one night things are good and healthy for your empowerment because when you put the uh the responsibility or this task of raising your empowerment in how many guys you sleep with then that's that's not female empowerment that's giving it right back to men and i can just imagine like a group of guys like hearing like a girl talk about you know how much hookup culture is awesome and how like many guys she sleeps with and telling her friends that they should you know, get her number up too and all this stuff. All I can imagine is them laughing and being like, yeah, this makes our job so much easier. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, like you were saying about that article you guys read about how there's, like, also this, like, cultural association with it too. It's like, okay, if that's also the message that's going down to, like, future generations (laughs) of young women and girls, like, then I also feel like maybe interpersonal relationships between women and female friendships would also change to to maybe look more like the the wingman situation or mm-hmm. whatever the non-patriarchal feminized <laughs> version would be I, yeah i just I, I i totally agree with you because yeah. i also feel like that's such a measure of fun now too like i feel like it's it's hard to like be in a social situation when like you go out and the goal of the evening is to hook up with someone and so I also feel like I mean not that I feel like I subscribe to this all the time but I do feel like it's easy to think oh I'm not having fun Mm -hmm. because I'm not satisfying the objective of the evening yep and that is a really interesting point and for a while I feel like that was that was totally me getting ready thinking you know, I've got my music playing, I'm putting my makeup on, I'm getting my clothes on, I'm going to go out, I wonder who I can bag. No, exactly. And I think to bring, like, a perspective, of, like, as a black woman at a PWI, I know I'm not getting looked at. I know I'm not the main, you know, type that anyone is going to go for. 
<laughs> for white men, for black men, for any guy, really, um, not being anyone's number one. So I think that in a way, even as sad as that might sound and as disappointing as that might sound and be, that's also very liberating mm-hmm. that I get to get ready now, you know, as time has gone on and I've realized I get to get ready and I get to my objective of the night is to not find someone or fall into bed with someone or hook up with someone. It's to simply have a good time with my girlfriends. And I think it's something that a lot of black women, that's just what they do when they go out. And I think for white women, because they Mm -hmm. are the beauty standard and they are the top desired, you know, race of women across the board, you know, it would be in so, how could you not get ready and think this night needs to end in a certain way? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's really interesting perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as I was, I was saying that like, if you would have asked me like six months ago, like how I would have felt about hookup culture, I would have launched into my rant about it not being for women, but like, um, like, so as a person who, out of a very serious, you know, long-term two-year relationship, I, you know, have slept with other people. And on all I can say is that the first time I just needed to know, is it something that, is, is it worth it, you know? And, you know, it was, it was okay. It was, eh. It was not the best. Um, and, you know, the second time I was like, okay, th- this is how it should be. So all I'm going to say now that I've, I've had the perspective of being in quote-unquote hookup culture, like, you know, being with people who are not boyfriends or in a serious relationship, and then also being in a serious relationship, I can say, honey, as long as you are keeping them to the same standard, that's important. And honestly, I do, I would very much advocate that, like, women, when you're going out, like, you got to speak up for yourself and, like, you know, if you're going down on him, he needs to go down on you. And there's literally no other, there's no room in my mind to negotiate that or be like, oh, but like, it's just like, I don't really do that. (laughs) And it's like, okay, fuck you. I don't do that either. You know what I mean? It has to be fair and has to be equal. And honestly, there's this like, it's funny, like if you don't like climax or finish, that doesn't count as a body. And I think that's hilarious. And I think that's something that women should start doing. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be that would be an awesome, an awesome movement to begin. Um, To kind of move away from this issue, <laughs> something Kendall brought up <laughs> a while ago that I want I want her to talk more about is this idea that we as a society sometimes tend to think that men behaving badly like um, towards women towards women is some kind of like internalized like uncomfort with perhaps the one like their identity of secretly being gay mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which is just I guess the point is to say that sometimes it's very possible for men to just be shitty straight men and mm-hmm. not secretly gay men. But do you yeah. want to elaborate yeah. more? So, on this? Exhibit A, Nate Jacobs from the show Euphoria. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen Euphoria, unlike Lily. <laughs> and he is a very abusive and just ugh, shitty, shitty guy. Objectively, objectively so overall is just not a good person and there are all these theories going around that like he's gay on the low oh he he hates women because he secretly like isn't he likes guys and stuff and I just think that 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 whole practice of like if a guy is not treating a woman well or is being mean to women or is extremely misogynistic it means that he isn't he doesn't really find women attractive or doesn't really um, like women and wants to date men instead. And he's got this secret resentment against women because they get to date men openly. I just Mm. think that's a false connection, Um, you know? And honestly, it reminds me that, like, there's this book called, like, How to Date Men When You Hate Men. I haven't read it, but I've read, like, the preface, and it's been something that, like, just always just pops up 
every now and then and I was thinking I was like talking to like my friend and she's like what if there's a book called how to date women when you hate women and I had this like epiphany the book how to date women when you hate women is called being socialized as a guy being socialized as a young boy in this society that's the learning of how to date women when you actually don't like women because think about it as young boys what are they taught they're taught you know the worst thing that you can be is a little sissy girl and you know any feminine traits any like feminine anything is bad and if it's put on you you need to immediately reject it so like all this thinking of like them growing up having this like okay feminine equals bad girly is bad how the heck could you grow up and not even have like a little bit of you know anger and hate Mm -hmm. towards women who the men that they date you know or the women that they date embody all those things you know what i mean i do know what you mean and this is just reminding me i'm this is kind of an extreme but i'm in a spanish class right now it's called radical women and i think it's really fascinating and we're reading like all kinds of like theoretical text about like female violence particularly in latin america but i think this idea also that like like violence against females is like kind of like sexualized like eroticized sometimes too so like i do think it all just goes back to the idea of like actually the lines between like hatred toward women and then also like wanting to be with women is sometimes so blurry that it's like Mm -hmm. almost the same thing yeah so yeah interesting that we're quick to jump to this man hates women so he must want to date men when <laughs> yeah. that's not what we see in reality at all yeah no and maybe it's like a coping mechanism or like it makes them feel better to like okay he's not actually on our team yeah he's he's secretly for the other side so we don't have to worry about it. and like why are we pushing this off on gay men like <laughs> you know this is an issue that i think everyone across sexualities is across gender needs to come to terms with and reckon with um so yeah sometimes straight men are just shitty and not secretly gay um (laughs) how that pertains to dating i don't know no but yeah a little bit um a question i do have is should a guy pay on the first date Mm. i think or just pay for dates in general in my humble opinion and it is very humble. <laughs> um, first date should always be split. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless unless someone, like, really wants to pay. But I don't think there's, like, an expectation. Like, I think the first date is, like, a real symbol of, like, mutual interest. You're both there because you want to explore the potential of this future relationship. So why start off with any kind of weird power imbalance? Mm-hmm. Just split the freaking check. Just go Dutch. And then... Like, in the future, like, I just I just think there should maybe always be a conversation ab- mm-hmm. about it. Like, communication is key. Let's not make any expectations. But maybe that's just me. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I agree. Dutch on the first date, probably. Like, if you're getting ice cream, I don't know. Sure, whatever. Yeah, okay, because also, like, how often is the first date something that's, like, ridiculous? Or, like, expensive? a dinner. Or maybe, like, as you get older. But I'm talking about, like... For our age group and, you know, the age group of, like, people listening, probably it's, like, ice cream or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But what I will say is that, I don't know, because men, we, this is no secret, you make more than us. True. So, I think, I think it's just, again, symbolism of that you just pick up the check every now and then more often than she does because your dollar stretches further than hers and she doesn't have to and you don't have to deal with all the bullshit of being a woman in the workplace trying to earn that coin so it was easier for you to get that coin why not spend it on her give back you see what i'm saying and it doesn't always have to be that way every single time but i think for like the majority of the time or you know when it when it comes to like a bill probably and I would say maybe for, like, movie dates, maybe he gets the tickets and then yeah, you, you get, get the snacks. Popcorn. You get the snacks. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
you get women the, can cover the snacks. You, you, you get the snacks. Um. Yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I do hear that. But like, we want to hear what you guys have okay. to say too. I also just mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I'm like associating like paying the bill with like some kind of power stance though. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's something to me about like, like. If he's always covering the bill, is there not subs like some subconscious thing? He's like, yeah, like I've got the like yeah. she owes me. Yeah, and that's that's an important thing too. I think this is a common thing that like a guy will like you know take you out and do all these things for you and buy dinner and then pick you up and all this all this bluha and then it's like he gets upset because oh you don't put out for him. Like, what the heck? I just spent all this money and it all goes to waste. That will immediately reveal to you that this is a person that you need to run away from. Run True. so fast away from. And unfortunately... But, okay, but... Sorry to interrupt you. No. What if you have internalized guilt? What if he's not the one who's making you feel like you have to give something in return? But what if it's like a... I mean, maybe that's not relevant. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. And I'm not going to lie money does make me uncomfortable and it does make me weird like to think about who's gonna like split the check or like who's gonna pick up the check or like venmo like it all makes me weird like to ask for money yeah yeah to request being paid back all this all that stuff makes me uncomfortable i'm hoping and here's where having a standard i know that gauge my gauge (laughs) my sweet sweet gauge would like never let me feel like that you know mm-hmm. would assuage any guilt or any like anxieties that like don't worry you contribute in so many other ways every once in a while i'm gonna pick up the check and that's the way it's gonna be yeah. and it's just what you do okay you know i can get behind that i can get behind that and if someone like feels super strongly of like no 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 this is an archaic archaic practice that is rooted in the patriarchy and if you want to take that stance um that's cool too yeah true i honestly don't think it like i think it's really all personal mm-hmm. preference and it's really not that deep really not that it's deep. really not that deep <laughs> i will say though like men entering into a relationship like i i don't know if i'm if i'm like going on it I'm, I'm dating a man and he like pays for the first four dates mm-hmm. like no question i might be like okay <laughs> What am I? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if he just makes that assumption right away yeah. when you're first dating, that he will always pay. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that would be, like, weird to me. And I think that also, like, could lead into, like, we've gotten into this space and time where, ha- like, having, being in relationships that are unclear and murky and there's no label, like, that's the thing we got to talk about. Like, what's... What's up with the whole no label game? What is up with that game? What's up with that game? Honestly, I think first of all, I feel like it's it's confusing. It's very confusing and I I will just say wh- what I've learned as a person who has experienced like things like that in the past like multiple times, like I think it's a way to be for them to be able to get all the things that Mm-hmm. you know you would do if you were in a relationship without the actual commitment and the pressures that come with a label yeah. and all i will say or why am i saying all i will say yeah. i will definitely <laughs> say more <laughs> what i will say at first is that you will never be confused about people with good intention you know what i mean you're never going to be murky or unsure or like questioning people who have good intention and i think i can say that with authority and like you know tell people like this is you know yeah think about it if they really wanted to define and put a label on things and be clear and upfront with you they would and they would let you know without a doubt like they wouldn't let you go for a second thinking that you were anything other than what he wanted or what they wanted you to be with them yeah i do i will push back a little bit though and say that i think just because you have good intentions doesn't mean you 
don't get scared by big words mm-hmm. that hold like societal value. Wait, and like, and yeah, I agree. And I think, I think, I think people with good intentions can also be bad at communication. So true. So where does this land you? Uh. I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it's it is like. I just I think like the labels game is so is so interesting and I do see like why people are afraid of like t- calling something as it objectively is mm-hmm. but it does always makes me it makes me laugh because like my sister and hi- who's in high school will like always talk to my mom and um about like her friends who are like talking and my mom like just cannot get her head around the concept of talking when when you're talking means you are going on dates you're snapping you're facetiming you're not really seeing other people you're talking to that person but we don't want to call it dating even though definitionally mm-hmm. it is the exact same thing yeah and i do i think that's something that we've done in the in the modern age in our current time is we've like i feel like we've we've skewed things to allow ourselves these kinds of like ideas of freedom and liberation and experimentation and trying new things Mm -hmm. when sometimes um that's just a facade yeah and people get hurt and it's like i also want to blame dating apps as well Mm -hmm. because (laughs) first let me say i um have never had tinder why because um in high school my friend (laughs) used my number um and was doing some not nice things and got my number banned. But that's ne- neither, neither here nor there. So I'm banned off of Tinder. So if you see me on there, it's not me. There you go. <laughs> um, I was on Hinge for literally maybe mm, 48 hours. Not even that. I got, I did it in Chicago and I set it for home. <laughs> and I was seeing people that I knew like from high school and I got super scared. So I, I deleted my profile and I never went back. So I'm not on dating apps. But what I will say as a person who has friends who are on dating apps and seeing the way they interact with like things like Tinder, it's fun. At, at first um, glance, it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like seeing all these people and you get to decide with like within milliseconds, yes, no, yes, no. And it's very impressive how people who have been on like Tinder and dating apps for a while, how fast they are. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, like, I'll be watching people go through, and I'm like, whoa, 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 that was not nearly enough time. Like, yeah. why'd you swipe left on him? I would have, like, you know, things like that. And I guess it's it all just comes down to your preference and what's your type or whatever. But, like, I just don't think we were meant to be able to know that there are a 100-plus, you know, people in our area who are hotter, more interesting, and smarter than the current person we're with, you know? Mm. That constant... You know, having that in your back pocket to think, oh, I'm with this person, but I could definitely get on Tinder right now and in milliseconds find someone who is way cuter. I also, something about, well, first of all, just for me, I feel like maybe this is archaic, but something about like meeting someone, like I could, I don't think I could ever meet, even if it was like through Instagram, I don't think I could ever date someone like whose first impression of me was on a screen. Mm-hmm. Something I think it also relates to like own insecurities, but I'm like I need someone to see me in person to confirm that they want to see me again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And something about like hiding behind the screen like scares me a little bit, and that like the reality is different than the picture. Yeah. But I like I also feel like it does it in my mind. I'm turned off of dating apps because I'm like it reduces everything to superficial looks. Yeah yep (laughs) and i think like i i know i know that's not like totally the reality because a lot of times you'll like go on a tinder date and you'll be like oh he was like awful Mm -hmm. and you won't go back with him but i mean your but your initial attraction was based on looks and i and i know that that's also kind like that's how reality works looks are important we're not going to downplay that looks are very important and being attracted to the person that you're pursuing is definitely top three yeah um but i just the screen thing and the tapping and the swiping is it, it just it takes any like reality or like emotional connection out of it to me mm-hmm. it's like i don't know and then also like i feel like 
there's also a lot of potential like for you to get your own feelings hurt when you're like i literally just went through like 300 men in the last five minutes and only two of them matched mm-hmm. with me back oh yeah the the instant it's a match that dopamine rush what when i tell you sometimes my friends would like let me like take their phone while they go to the bathroom or something or they let me quote unquote play on tinder i used to be like can i play on tinder <laughs> and i would literally like swipe for them this isn't even my profile they're not they're not matching with me but being the person holding the, That's the so phone true. and getting that ding and seeing those like green colors just like has a dopamine rush and I know that they that's they they, they did oh, that in the program. Oh yeah, that's like to get people hooked on it. Mm-hmm. But like it's freaky, very freaky. And no man. And I think it's okay that we're like talking. I think it would be different if we were like, I don't know, freaking boomers talking about like dating culture online and how like toxic and bad and backwards it is. No 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 no. We are generation z right yeah. <laughs> yeah so we've we've grown up with catfish and facebook i i remember the day snapchat came on the scene i remember instagram when it was a brown box brown and white oh, box no, that looked like a box. camera that looked more like a camera i remember all that stuff so and with kick i mean we What's were your kick we were all up in it so like you know this is not something that we're new to or like something that we haven't been experiencing for a majority of our young adult lives we i think we have the authority to say that like this isn't this isn't where it's at and i do think too like i it all i think it it all goes back to hookup culture too but like these dating apps like i feel like we're originally intended for like a little bit of an older an older audience an older user group that yeah. like actually intended to like meet people and date people but now I honestly feel like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, whatever it is, is has been almost taken over by college-age kids who want to use it to have greater access to hookup culture. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like for most people our age, you're not going on Tinder if you want a boyfriend. No, 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 no. You no. go on Tinder because you want a hookup. Yep. So it's... I don't even you can't even call them dating apps anymore. They're just more social media for people to play into like yeah, hookup culture. Like have fun with. And like I don't know, like sometimes I like see jokes on like Twitter and TikTok and just like social media like oh, and you see a person that you matched on Tinder with out in public. And I'm just like that fun- that that being something that would happen often and something that you would be mortified by. But the fact that you're still on the app and still swiping and s- therefore still getting matches. So whatever whatever happens to those like matches, like I guess not every single person is going to be someone that you like hit it off with, obviously. But like for a vast majority of the time that these are just people that you say, hey, hey, what's up? What's your snap? And then you just see them on camp like that boggles my mind. You mean to tell me we have to hide behind this bush for like a minute because homeboy that you found on Tinder two weeks ago is walking by that's insane not to mention that since you met homeboy two weeks ago on tinder he's probably matched with a thousand other girls <laughs> like the likelihood that your tinder match even remembers who what you look like like i think is kind of crazy sometimes insano insano um yeah, yeah. there's this one again i'm gonna call myself out it, it was a tiktok y'all <laughs> and journal article <laughs> it was a journal article no it was this guy talking about like ladies you're frustrated because um you're you're going out and you're not meeting people and you're not meeting a guy here's what you have to do you have to think what would you want your guy or your ideal partner to be doing on a friday or saturday night think and then once you think oh you want him to be hanging out with his family or you want him to be reading or something like that and but you're in the club and that's why you can't find the dude you're looking for and it's like wait what because <laughs> if i'm in the club how am i supposed to find my ideal partner if he's not in the club you know mm-hmm. dang dang and i was thinking i want my man to be like cooking up like the most delicious meal 
by yeah. himself and then watching it and then watching a movie, movie and he's he's petting his dog yeah, and he's, he's he's journaling he after likes he like, knits after he knits and then he he, he cries a little um he's watching love island he takes a sip from his all love alone, island water bottle <laughs> and then he gets into bed by 11 that's my guy <laughs> meanwhile we're shot for shot at a club or something but like um i don't know i think that's interesting too like where do you where do you meet people as a young person yeah yeah because also this is something i've talked with my mom about before and i think like i don't know if the nature of their party scene was different but i think like speaking for like kendall and me like particularly at the school we go to it's like first of all the bars are packed Mm -hmm. so much so that it's not a social experience anymore you can't talk to people (laughs) you can't you are so packed in there it's a game of how can you slide by or pretend that you're not having a mini panic attack as you get squished between two people and then the parties are also either packed or it's so loud or dark or everyone's dancing <laughs> like there is uh, dancing like, who's dancing okay true they're all okay Sorry, so we, we are dancing we're dancing and everyone else is watching and like the social dynamics of like a friday saturday night like the prime time when you're supposed to be meeting these people that you could be with like i feel like ceases to exist mm-hmm. in our social culture now that it's like now i'm like so it looks like I'm gonna have to meet someone in class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like my mom has this idea that like you go to like a little party, but it's chill and people are playing board games as they're drinking <laughs> beers casually. I'm like, mom, like we live in the age of the mosh pit, <laughs> and that's just not a reality. It's just not a possibility anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, kickbacks like low key things are just like just hard to come by like i feel like you have to find someone who has a house and has a good group of friends that they would invite it's just hard to find that it was easier in high school oh for sure for sure for sure here not so much um and i don't know like i'll be sitting in that cafes i I whip out my book the way i go to a (laughs) coffee shop at least three times a week trying to look somewhat approachable like it's it's not working. Mm-hmm. And then I also think people are also a little too critical too, because then they'd be like, "Okay, what if someone actually came up to you as you're like yeah. shopping or, <laughs> or oh my god, I was at Target one time at home and this grown ass man comes up to me like, oh man, pushing fifty, bruh, and he he's like, excuse me, uh." uh you got a boyfriend by any chance? You Stop. are ve- very beautiful. And I'm just sitting, like, pushing my cart, waiting to check out. I will admit, I was in those in those leggings that make my thang thang. You know what I'm talking about? The blue ones, the Nikes? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. Yeah, I have a boyfriend. And so he, he leaves me alone. But, like, dang. Like, that was weird. And maybe if, if it was a person my age or something, he'd be like, I don't know. Still, I don't know. Yeah, we we can't even like fathom wanting to be approached. Yeah, we can't even fathom being approached or like get a grasp or like think of what we would do in that situation because it's just so out there and so like w- what world would that happen in? Yes, because also because now that the standard is this hookup culture, like I just I also assume that most boys our age probably have never asked a girl out on like a like a regular date. Yeah. Cuz you just meet them and hook up. You don't need to approach them in a coffee shop. You would never <laughs> even think that that's an appropriate location. No. And my sister is struggling with this, too. Like, my sister wanted to go to prom with this guy in high school. And my mom was like, well, why don't you just go freaking ask him? And, like, I th- obviously it's a little bit different because she's a girl and he's a guy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's feeling like, oh, no, like, that's their job, whatever. But also, I feel like like people don't. We are uncomfortable with approaching people that we like now. Yeah, we're just out of practice. We are. (laughs) Back in the day, I feel like back in the day when it was just your duty or like you just you had to get married by 20 Mm. and have like three kids by 25. 
honey, there's no time to waste. Right. What do you mean you're pussyfooting around in the corner, too scared to ask someone, honey, you go up there and you graft and you graft hard and you get that person and it's done, you know? Yeah, it's like the because the expectations have changed. It's like now it's like okay, I'll get married at thirty, maybe if I even may, get married. If I even get married, maybe I have a kid by thirty. I'll freeze my eggs, and you know we've we've got time. Yeah. We've we've made inventions and technologies that have given us more time. I feel like no one's in a rush now. Also, that we can be youthful for longer. <laughs> but you know that that was our episode on dating, and I definitely feel like we just scratch the surface yeah and we're definitely gonna have to come back to this later down the road maybe with more perspective maybe hopefully in relationships <laughs> what Who? that would be crazy <laughs> that would be so crazy it'd be so crazy right now <laughs> so just like ask me out but okay. thank you so much for listening we want to again thank our technical director anna stevens and our executive producer Thorin. 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 all right we'll see you Bye. Bye.